Okay, try that now. We should be having audio sound now. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yes, I can hear you, but not very loud. I do have the sound up. I have everything on my board showing. Everything else is working, and it's not showing here. And I don't know what to do. Well, <laughs> I'm just going to keep talking, and hopefully that we can get... We need Cal. Remember how she could fix this stuff? Yes. Can you hear me? Very faint for you. Very faint for you. Turning my microphone all the way up way high. Is that a little bit better, James? I'm not even showing for you coming on my... It... It light on my mic. Me. Yes. Curtis is coming in loud. Yeah, I can hear Sue really good. But Annie is like the far side of the universe. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I can hear you, but it's real faint, Annie. Curtis? But Sue is loud and clear. Hello. I don't know what else to do. Talking away, and I can, I have no sound. This is absolutely insane. And I am disconnected. I can hear you. I can hear you, Annie. Really good now. <laughs> uh, you can hear me now? Yeah. Oh, good, yeah. What did you do? All right. Um, 
I have no idea what's going on, and I've been talking a mile a minute, and I have no idea if half of the stuff I had recorded. But now I'm showing oh. lights on. I'm going crazy. Yeah, you, you're good to go <laughs> now. All systems All right, well, go. Cause I'm getting, I'm using the different headset. Let me try something here. Okay, say something. Check one, oh. check two. Is anyone talking? Yes. All right, my headset on the studio side is not getting any sound into it, so I have to use the other headset. This is crazy. This is all right. My microphone's working. Oh yeah. Uh, I I have no idea what's going on here. Anyway, Curtis, <laughs> I did a whole monologue <laughs> and dedication, so I'm gonna have to play this back to see what went through and what didn't go through. But happy birthday, Sue! <laughs> oh wow! Happy oh, birthday! Thank you, Annie and Curtis. Wow. Oh man! All right. Well, we did the starting dedication with the people that were marching in the the uh, uh, March for Life in Washington D.C. and I was talking about that, and I had written an editorial piece which I had read. So I'm gonna have to find out whether or not that went through, and if it didn't, I'll have to remix everything and then up back up radio later. Uh, anyway, it looks like my camera mm. froze too. This is crazy. This is absolutely crazy. Mm. I I don't believe this. <laughs> okay. Well, at least we got your voice back. Uh, I don't know what's going on here. It's the program froze. I can't believe this. All right. Well, we're waiting for our guest Martha Zola to call in, and hopefully we won't have too many problems with that. At least we got the audio going. Uh, that is going. That's well, the main important thing of that one. Oh, Jesus. All right. <laughs> Curtis, get ready to dial her because uh, it's now a couple of minutes after. So right. if you can, dial her in. I'm going to talk again about this uh, legislation, not the ballot initiative down in Florida, uh, where they have this crazy, crazy thing that they can have a late-term abortion, which current Florida law prohibits. The parents don't need to be notarized. In any one, in one of these 60 categories in the Florida Department of Health, can be considered a health care practitioner and recommend this person for an abortion to, a health, to an abortion clinic or to a doctor. And that includes a 911 operator. And this is some of the craziest, craziest legislation I've seen. And they're trying to introduce this into 24 other states. And if the minor or any woman of, at any stage of pregnancy uh, wants an abortion, even a nearby nursing home administrator can help her get that abortion. Uh, you need orthotics for your shoes? That orthotic fitter's assistant can provide the permission to get an abortion. This, this is absolutely, absolutely insane. Insane. And it also allows even the most partial birth abortion, the most barbaric things to be done to an to a unborn child, that's long been banned by the federal government, would be permissible under this ballot initiative. This is, this is absolutely in, insane and crazy. And I don't know what went through these people's heads. It's like the most idiotic possible things that they can put on a ballot initiative they have. And thank God for Liberty Council going forward February 7th. That's in about two weeks. They're pushing this in Arizona. Arkansas, California, as I said, Florida, Maryland, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, Nevada, New York, and South Dakota. So, folks, if you're in one of these states, this is going to come up in one of your ballot initiatives, if not this year, in a year coming soon. And I've never seen anything this barbaric. I'm sorry. Yes, we do. We have New York State law. And I'm getting a ringing in my ear. And someone is ringing in my ear. Okay. Okay, anything that can go wrong is going wrong. And 
I don't know what else to say. Um, there was a powerful article. I think this is one of the things. Tell me my whole computer is acting up, because now all my screens are acting up. And this is a brand new computer. This is a freaking brand new computer. And I've lost all sound. I have no one. Okay. I can I can hear you, Annie. I, this this is a brand new computer. The computer's a little over a month old, and right now all my screens are going nuts. Oh. I I don't even know what to say. This a new computer, and everything's going crazy. All right. Uh, hopefully, Curtis has our guest in on the line, and I would love to bring her in if I can get this to go. Come on. Just bear with us, folks. I'm sorry. We are having some major technical difficulties, and hopefully we have Martha Zola with us. Do we? I am. I'm here with you. I'm going crazy. On My computer crashed two months ago, so I went out, went to Dell, told them what I needed, got a brand-new computer, put everything up, and all of a sudden now my screens are flashing all over the place. So if I sound like I'm a little nuts, I absolutely am. <laughs> oh, I completely understand that. We're so dependent, aren't we? Oh, man, absolutely, absolutely. You know, I have so much stuff I wanted to talk to you about, and I started my show with a dedication, which I do every every show, dedication to a fallen hero and sometimes to a live hero. And I dedicated today's show to the March for Life going on in Washington, D.C. right now. So I'm not sure if the whole thing went through, so I'm going to have to do a little mixing when I get off air. But we do know that you're on air with us, so thank you for joining us. Martha Zola, you have your also your own show the Martha Zola Show, which people can find at WDNUN, um, which is part of Jacobs Media out of Gainesville, Georgia. So hello, neighbor. We're just right across the border. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, it is fantastic. I mean, it's a heritage radio station. Uh, the Jacobs family is now in their third generation owning this station. We're getting ready to celebrate our 75th anniversary of um, being in business in the first week in April. So it's very exciting uh, being a part of that. Wow, it's absolutely fantastic. But, you know, uh, some crazy stuff is going on in Georgia. And as I was watching the news last night, uh, we've got the Davos Convention going on, and all the wackadoodles are over there. So I have a question for you. What the heck is your governor doing at the Davos Convention? Um, Is he out of his blazing mind? No, he actually was invited for a number of years and didn't actually go for the first time until last year. But Georgia is the number one state in the country to do business and has been for the last 10 years. We have a lot of uh, foreign companies that have decided to come and do business, not Chinese, but other companies to do business in Georgia. And then one of the things that he did last year, and this is why they invited him back, just like the president of Argentina was over there too is they realized they have a real lack of capitalists that they have in their speaking and so last year governor kemp was kind of a one-man team talking about the values of capitalism and the fact that our economic system was what really makes things grow and this year jamie diamond who you know is usually not a guy that i agree with but he was talking about the lack of talking about capitalism and teaching capitalism and then governor kemp went back so I agree with you. There are a bunch of wackadoodles there. There is no doubt about that. But if we don't take our values even into the more difficult areas and preach preach them, whether it's capitalism, whether it's being pro-life, whether it's any of our other conservative values, then they don't hear them anywhere else. And that's why it's important that that he was there. So, you know, yes, I think we're going to have to debrief him when he gets back, but he's done a very good job keeping those values and talking about conservative and capitalistic values to the people that that need to hear it. Yeah. You know, um, when I was talking to Victoria and she said she mentioned you on the show, I'm thinking, Georgia, you know, you and I may or may not have a mutual friend, a young lady by the name of Lucretia. Uh, I don't know if you know her. You know, the name sounds familiar. What's her last name? Hughes. Mm-hmm. I recognize the name, but I, you know, I can't recall. Uh, well, we keep the two of us keep on saying we're going to meet in Savannah and have lunch together, but we never seem to get around to that. Uh, anyway. Savannah's amazing. 
I love it. I love it. My late husband swore at one point he lived there in a previous life. For some reason, he could find his way around there without even looking at a map. Believe me, it was really weird, <laughs> really, really weird. And well, his, it's laid he, out. Uh, it's laid out in a fairly logical way too, which is good as far as the downtown area, anyway. <laughs> oh, don't get me go, going on Riverwalk. <laughs> don't even <laughs> get me. <laughs> anyway, uh, talking about nut jobs, uh, what is heck is going on now? Fanny Willis and Nathan Wade. This is really starting to fall apart. I, I'll get, I'm getting a feeling this was just the tip of the iceberg of all the problems we have with this lawfare going against Trump. But what's coming out between well, the, the first, two of them? And Yeah, the first thing is that when Bonnie Willis first got into office, people kind of, even Republicans, thought, okay, she's come to the legislature. She's talking about how she needs more money to catch up the case log. I mean, Fulton County has had high crime rates over the last several years, and there were, they had a backlog of cases. And so the legislature was generous with her and her office as well as, and then this was pre the case with Trump, was what, and, and it looked like everything was going fine. Then she put together this, this grand jury on Trump and really put together a ridiculous case, if you want to know the truth. While people may disagree about whether the former president should have made that phone call to Brad Raffensperger, at the time that he did, it certainly wasn't criminal, and it certainly wasn't something that you'd put a lot of resources behind. Well, what she's done all through COVID is put a lot of resources. And then, now just, just you got to follow me here. I'm going to connect these dots. She used COVID money that was supposed to be used to clear backlogs of cases to pay this guy what she could have hired if she needed somebody to help her. She could have hired five people for what she paid this guy. But she brought this person in, in a di- that had no experience in RICO cases, along with two people who did have experience in RICO cases. And then it appears that the money, close to $700,000, that's been paid out was used to do lavish vacations. And so she got a benefit from this money that was paid out. It gets revealed, it, it, it gets revealed in, in a court filing because this man is now going through a divorce and Fonnie Willis is going to be called in. And then, you know, she gets up at a church this past Sunday and says that they're only going after her because she's black. You know, it is ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense. And it shows that, that she should have spent the money clearing cases in Fulton County instead of going after Donald Trump. Now, it, it's so crazy uh, because it was 650000 he was a personal injury lawyer of all things, and she tri- they tried to have it. Um, uh, what do you call it? Where they can't talk, like a gag order on it, so that the, so the, in the courts they tried to have yes they tried to put seal the records. That's, it, that's the word so I was thinking. Ash, yes. Yeah, Ashley Ashley Merchant, who was the attorney that put this brief together, was able to get a copy of the divorce papers before they sealed the records. Now the ex-wife, and you know the old saying, nothing, nothing worse than a woman scorned, is cooperating. And so, you know, we're going to find out the whole story on this. And, and you know, Fonnie Willis just put the cart before the horse again. She did a fundraiser against Lieutenant Governor Burt Jones, who she was then investigating. And so she had to recuse herself because he was one of the alternate electors. Then she she got involved in this particular case where she hired her boyfriend to be uh, one of the attorneys. So she has really she thought she was going to run for governor. Now she's probably not going to get reelected. <laughs> she's going to go the way of Stacey Abrams. Only she'll be behind yes. bars. <laughs> yes. What I found really amazing is that she sent her boyfriend over to the Biden administration, and he sat down for an awfully long time to discuss this case with the Biden administration. Now, um, sorry, why? Yeah, we don't. Now we don't know what they discussed, but that he went to the White House three times, and then Letitia James, who's the Attorney General in New York, went to the White House a few times too. So it is an extremely interesting timing, and it looks like some collusion. <laughs> a lot well, of coincidences. You, you know, it, they might have had a, a conversation about their grandchildren, like Clinton did on the airplane. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's right. You remember that one, That's right. Carmack? I remember that one with the Attorney General of the United States. Oh, man. I have to pardon me. If you hear a lot of noise going on around here, normally I work off of a yellow pad with notes scribbled on it. But since my right hand is in a cast, I had to type the notes out, which took just as long. So they keep on flying all over the place. No, uh, so, no worries. Because you mentioned Alvin Bragg, and he had campaign finance violations. The very same thing he's going after Trump about. Um, they're also going about destroying evidence uh wait a minute didn't clinton destroy something like 30,000 subpoenaed uh campaign emails uh, i mean everything we're seeing they're going after trump with these 90 some odd different charges have already been something that the democrats have done before and have never been charged for so we're looking at two different standards of justice in fact, aren't we? president in fact president trump chose not to prosecute hillary clinton I mean, he could have, but he chose not to. And, you know, one of the things that I've said all along, look, I am not the biggest fan of Donald Trump, okay? I'm a Republican. I've been a conservative my whole life. I think it's time for us to move on to somebody different. However, with that said, I believe he's been treated very unfairly here. And there are a lot of people like me that have been Republicans as well as independents that voted for the president that have said – you know what? This is piling on. This is not what you do to your political appointments. Appoint, appoint your political opponents. This is not the kind of thing that you do. And, and this is going to backfire because they're going to overplay their hands because it looks like nobody cares about the case that's going on in New York. Nobody cares about the case that's going on in Georgia. This timetable is not going to work. And then we're going to be, you know, the election will be here before you know it. And, and we're going to have to deal with all of that then. So, it's a very, very interesting time, but I think they overplayed their hand, as they always do. Yes, they have. And they're going after the January 6th insurrectionists. Um, they're claiming now there's going to be over 1,000 more new arrests coming out there. And yet there's several cases going before the Supreme Court questioning whether or not there was an actual insurrection. And now there was an article that – where did I get this one from? Uh-oh. Smith could have charged the president with insurrection, and he didn't. Okay, so so that, to me, is a non-starter. And the bottom line is, you know, are they using the same kind of photo enhancements to try to get the people that have been participating in the pro-Hamas rallies? Did they do Thank the you. same kind of photo enhancement to try to get the people that participated in Black Lives Matters um, riots that happened all over? No, they haven't. So I think it's time to move on on those issues, too. Exactly, because that was a that was 120 days of arson, looting, killing, violent protests that destroyed two billion dollars in property, led to 35 deaths, injured 1,500 law enforcement officers, saw a federal courthouse and police precinct and church torched, and nothing was done. Nothing was done. Matter of fact, one of those deaths was court, was law enforcement officers that were actually protecting a courthouse. Another was one who was trying to prevent the looting of a, a friend's store. Two officers died in that 120 days. And that's not an insurrection. No, those people were armed. Those people did destruction, pure destruction. Yeah, I mean, I don't call January 6th an insurrection. I call it a riot. And for me... You know, both sides wanted those pictures. I mean, just they wanted those pictures. But at the same time, as a, as a law and order person, that when the rioters disobeyed police, knocked the stanchions down, and entered the Capitol, then that's when they lost me. But I still don't believe they're insurrectionists because the Constitution was upheld. We swore Joe Biden in on time. The vote was taken on the day it was supposed to be taken. There was no insurrection. Exactly, exactly. But now they can't silence us as well as they think they have. So now the feds went and did some data mining with the banks and asked them, let us know about anyone with transactions that's for MAGA or Trump or bought a gun. Has our federal government just gone way too far? Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know enough about that part of it, um, but that would be rather outrageous unless you felt like that there was an actual threat about to happen. To go back and use that to try to track people down seems like a step too far. Yeah, well, I've never been a fan of Bank of America. 
a number of years ago, if you remember correctly, they started issuing uh, credit cards to illegal aliens. And I said, I had a Bank of America account once a long time ago. I closed it when they were doing some really weird stuff. But Bank of America voluntarily and without any legal process turned over this data to the FBI. And Jim Jordan has been going after Ray, telling him to answer his letter. Uh, so these are really strange things now. I know that they look at credit cards to see whether or not you purchased a firearm or inside a firearm store, because I had a credit card mine that got an alert on it. But this this is way, way too far. Yeah, I mean, we've got to we got to get why this is why we need to get out and vote. We need to be involved in the process because our constitution is worth it. So that's what we need to do. That's the only way we're going to change things is to be is to vote. Absolutely. Now, have you ever heard of this organization called American Bridge? No. Okay. American Bridge is the Democratic Party's primary opposition research organization. And they're putting out attack ads. They're trying to go after the third party, the uh, the no uh, the no label, uh, Robert F. Kennedy, all those third, because they're afraid they're going to siphon off too many votes from Biden. And they're trying to take the third party candidates off the ballot. This is really weird. This is pure election suppression. Well, it is. But there is one thing that Democrats and Republicans agree on is they don't want anybody else on the ballot. They make it very difficult for other people to get on the ballot, um, just regardless. Um, so it's, it's, I have seen those ads, so it's not surprising. But they don't want to have, you know, they don't want to have a third party on the, candidate, on the ballot. Well, they hired this attorney, Mark Elias, who's notorious for going after election lawsuits. And um, he's really going hot and heavy after a bunch of them. And they're actually going to people saying that if you want to donate to one of these candidates, don't bother. It's a waste of money. Um, they're tr- even turning around to intimidate candidates to not run. Uh, this is really scary. Well, it certainly is. Yep. <laughs> I mean, um, we have lawfare going after uh, Donald Trump. We have data mining going after us. We have now going after third-party candidates to suppress their vote and their voice. Do we still have, do you think, a, a hope for America to remain a republic, or are we going down a rabbit hole we're never going to come back out of? Please oh, tell no. me this hope. We've been through, we've been, we've got a lot of hope. We've been through cycles like this before. I mean, it, and they seem to be 50-year cycles, quite frankly. It's like in the 1920s, we had a lot of this kind of corruption stuff. There were communists all over in the, in the federal government. Um, then, you know, in the 1970s, you had violence in the streets. People were moving out of the cities. You had, you know, lots of unrest and that sort of thing. I, I feel very confident that we are going to move out of this cycle just like we've done it before because our system works, and that's why I feel hopeful about it. Well, I, I I am hopeful also, and when I see the March for Life and I see the legislations that are going now through, 21 states have either a, an abortion ban or an initiative uh, in there. Um, we're now also going, like South Carolina just passed in the House, the No Harm Act, uh, so that parents must know if a different pronoun is used with their child or a different name is used with their child, and they're not allowed to do any sort of uh, medical treatments or anything like that for that child without the parent having full knowledge going on. Um, protecting life, I, I'm thinking we get more and more people in on where we are coming from, and maybe we do have a future for the nation and a future of those lives we have uh, we do. We do. We do. We have a great future. I appreciate well, being on with you. Oh, it has been so much fun, and I'm seeing that I've got some people that have not been on the show in a while, like uh, Lou Typhoon Marin is in the studio, and I've got Calvin Wimbish. Holy cow, I've got you know people coming up out of the past <laughs> coming onto the show. <laughs> but we've got to have you back on, and I'm sorry, I was a little wackadoodle with all the computer problems going on and trying to do things without my right hand. Uh, next time, we'll be more organized, I promise you. I'm not as crazy oh, as you, you so think. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great and weekend. People can find you at MarthaZola.com, correct? That is correct. 
and they can watch your show. And I'm, I have no ego. I always promote everyone else above myself. You're fantastic. I'm telling everyone to tune in to you. Thank you very much. All right. God bless. All right. All right, Curtis, we've got some uh, people coming in here, and let's uh, say hello to them. And my computer is not working, so you're going to have to bring them in. All right. Sure. Lou, can you hear me? Typhoon Lou, long time. Yeah. <laughs> Typhoon Lou, what is crazy stuff going on there in Florida with you guys? Honey, I'm home. <laughs> <laughs> Lieutenant Governor Carroll, hey, how you doing? It's a long time, long time, man. It's too long. I'm uh, I'm doing godtastic, staying busy, trying to make sure we keep these communists and uh, Marxists out of our state and keep them in check. Uh, just a lot, to, lot, lot to unpack, lot to talk about. Oh my gosh, how have you been? I've been doing fine. I've been doing crazy. Uh, still doing the tea party uh, since 2009. Just had our meeting on Monday. Uh, we worked hard to get passed in our state house the No Harm Act, which preserves and helps parents' rights with their children to prevent use of wrong pronouns and names and crazy stuff like that. Uh, we're working hard uh, over here and not letting up. Well, you keep that keep that uh, chokehold on these people. They don't know what they don't know when they're messing with Americans, not Americans. We got to keep that <laughs> that uh, pressure point on these folks here. I tell you, man, uh, just excited and enjoying today's uh, liquid sunshine day here. Driving, uh, taking care of my wife here. Uh, give me, get that honey do list out of the way here, so I can get started on uh, doing some more resolutions for our, our organization. But I definitely, I got your number. I'm going to catch up. We got a lot to catch up on. I'm, uh, just uh, doing what we got to do to make it right, you know. Well, you know, I, I'm thinking back. The last time I actually saw you was up in North Charleston uh, with Herman Kane. Yes, and boy, that you know what a what a loss. That was my mentor. He he uh, he's a great man, great Christian man. And that was one of my my mentor that I really do dear miss, and he was a big influence on me. Yeah, well, I've been working with the assemblies. Uh, we got uh, called the uh, uh, the National Federated Republican Assemblies. Uh, we're in 31 states and also in Puerto Rico. Uh, we have 18 chapters here right now here in Florida. We're setting up chapters in every county to make sure that uh, uh, these uh, RECs are doing the right thing. I, I, I jokingly say we're going to keep them in check um, and uh, take out the people that are not doing or holding to their our values with uh, rhino. By the way, we're rhino hunters and no license required. <laughs> well, I, I just before coming on air, I was on a Zoom call uh, with the uh, South Carolina Freedom Caucus, and uh, someone saying that the sound keeps them coming in and out. Um, anyway, I apologize. I'm having technical difficulties on my end here, so if the sound goes in and out, just bear with me. Um, we were working with the South Carolina Freedom Caucus, which got a couple of things passed. You know, here's one of the crazy things, Lou. We've got so many rhinos right now that they're afraid of true conservatives in the Freedom Caucus. They are absolutely petrified. What they tried to do was pass rules and regula- resolutions that would prevent them from bringing up any amendments or debate on bills that are coming up. They're saying you can only submit so many in committee and then – the committee chairs, the minority leader and the majority leader, are the ones who decide what the final cut is that goes into the bill. Now, can you imagine putting all that power in two individuals to decide what bill goes on the floor and what amendments are in it? Just those Sounds two un-American. Sounds un-American to me. Oh, my God. Dictatorship. Wow. Well, they organized us with a Zoom call within 24 hours about 100 activists were on the call, and we flooded the state of South Carolina, and the next day the bill got pulled. You know it's still waiting in the, in the, behind the gates. They're going to look for when we're not paying attention to pull it back out again, but we'll be ready. There you go. Yeah, you know, they try to do something here in Florida here, try to take, keep Trump off the ballot, and uh, I had uh, all of our uh, assembly members uh, I don't know if you know this. This is Ronald Reagan's favorite group. We're uh, we're a Judeo Christian organization, and, and not beholden to the RNC, not beholden to the RPOF or our own entity. Got our own bylaws. And when I found out that Ziegler was trying to uh, keep Trump off the uh, ballot, 
I flooded the hotels down here in, in uh, International Drive where they held, the, held their meeting and made it real clear that uh, you probably don't want to do that. So we'll call it. We can, we're still in the REC. We'll do a recall on you guys, but more importantly, we'll do a slap of a lawsuit ourselves on you guys for uh, doing what you're doing. That's just not right. But uh, and that's what we do. That's what we do as uh, uh, true, I call true Christian Republicans, uh, Judeo-Christian Republicans. We stand up and do the right thing. You know, we're not here to uh, – we do it We do it God's will says. That's, and by the way, God's in charge of our organization here, so we put it right on our website. Good, good, good. We've got Calvin Wimbish with us also. Calvin, jump on in. <laughs> Hey, I hey. just wanted to say hello. Lou is, he's my mentor. So from <laughs> to Lou to me, hello again, Sunshine Annie. And uh, we are <laughs> proud to know you, know what you're doing uh, with you and CS. And CS has come in a couple of times to help out. And Lou has kind of pushed me along that he's trying to move me into a position of leadership um, down here in Florida, which I'm just proud to do what I can in honor of people like Herman Cain and all of us who want our nation back. And we won't quit. We will fight till the bitter end. And we've got a lot of work to do. So I'm powered up. Mm-hmm. I got young people working with me. I, they kicked me out of the school of uh, the public schools because I was too tough on the kids. They won't let me teach JLCC anymore, <laughs> but that's okay. Right. They don't understand tough love. I tell you, these kids need it, especially in the, these days. And by the way, Jennifer, he's uh, 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 Calvin's our state director, equivalent to a committee man, committee woman, REC. He's our state director for uh, Orange County here, and love him. He's just like a brother of a different mother. He's a gem. I, I tell you, man, he's just been, he's just so positive influence and. In, uh, and what you talk about, Calvin, that's called tough love, and these kids, they need it. They need it desperately because they're not getting it at home. Yeah, oh, we do now have uh, former Lieutenant Governor, Lieutenant Commander in the Navy, Jennifer Woo! Carroll. Good afternoon, Jennifer. How are you today? I am fantastic, enjoying the con- the conversation you guys are having. How is everyone doing? Happy oh, New Year. Oh, happy New Year. Happy New Year. Best Lieutenant Commander, welcome to the higher ranks of life. <laughs> Amen to that, right? <laughs> got Calvin Wimbesh and Lou Typhoon Marin with us. I mean, Lou, I, I've known you how long now? What I met you back, what, in 2012, all the way back then? Um, I think maybe longer. I don't know because, like I said, I, came, I came on the scene with Herman Cain uh, shortly after Herman Cain uh, when he totally asked me to join his uh, – his campaign to be a deputy state director for the for the uh, grassroots, but uh, 2008, I, I want to say because when the Tea Party was strong, uh, I think 2008 would probably be a more accurate date. Well, we formed ours in 2009, and the first convention I went through was 2010. So maybe it was as far as 2010. Wow, <laughs> we have come a long way, baby. 14 years. Can you imagine? Yeah, where's the time go? You know party together i was still kicking the little butt unfortunately after three recalls in afghanistan and iraq come back and said where you been young man and pull me in so i i'm telling you from overseas we saw the mess that was going on and it's just great to see that now we have a chance to really rise above our circumstances get up get get along like we lewis taught me and as i've seen so many prior democrats are realizing woe is me and i say woe is you where's the will is you so they have to come out of their shell. And Lou and, I, and the and FRA, and I'm just so proud of what they're doing. How many states now, Lou? Uh, well, we're in uh, – we have 14 chapters here. We're in 31 states and Puerto Rico. We brought in Puerto Rico, too. Yeah, so that is beautiful. And we're, we're going to help – we're going to turn the corner. We must do this. This is the year, as, the, as, uh, as uh, President Trump keeps saying, if we don't get – they're coming after him, but he's there to protect us because – yeah. They are. They got us in their sights, but I love the fact that Lou said in the beginning, you know, rhinos and those who don't know, no license required. We got to take them down and take them out. And we'll do it in a way that don't make them come up with another excuse for January 6th. Uh, all right. Do any one of you guys have a question for the lieutenant governor? Go ahead, I, got one. I got one for you, uh, lieutenant governor. Uh, by the way, I, I miss talking to you. We gotta. I gotta give you a call later on here so we can ch- get caught up. There's a lot to, lot to unpack. But uh, absolutely. When when you were lieutenant governor regarding election integrity, the secretary of state did uh, did did you know that they're 
standards were uh, need to be updated like every time they make any changes. Uh, we're, when I was going through these standards down here, and uh, I was kind of surprised to learn that the standards go back to 2000. They're using go back to 2005. These are 19-year-old standards, and I'm kind of uh, trying to get with the governor here and, and let them know we need to get this corrected because people don't realize we don't have no cybersecurity on our elections, and I was taken back by that. And and uh, more importantly, I said, listen, I, right now we have no security, cybersecurity. It's kind of like taking the shower in the busy, busy intersection of a street naked, and everybody can see what you're doing. That's how, how grave and serious this is. People don't realize this is a uh, – we, we need to get this corrected right away. So that's one of our goals here in FRA is to uh, – uh, and, of course, uh, uh, supporting bills like uh, HB 135 that requires any election machines that are being used have to be made. All the components got to be made in the great country of the United States of America. Were you making a statement or were you asking a question? Well, the question <laughs> is, I don't know if that ever came up during your tenure, that the, the, the standards that have come up during your tenure? In Florida, it has. Because one of the good things about Florida for a very long time, we've had Republican control of the legislature. So every election is always an issue. I don't care what it is. People, the Democrats wanted to say in four years ago, three and a half years ago, that was the most secure election ever. There's no such thing once you have a human element that perpetuates fraud to win an election. So there's always have to be an oversight and a learning from the previous election. When I ran for Congress in 2000 election, we had stuffed ballots back then. And in some of my precincts in heavily Democrat areas had over 110% voter turnout. You're not going to have that in any country at any given day, no matter how perfect it is in a precinct for 110% voter turnout. That's when they were having their dimple and hang, hanging chads. And, and people don't realize and understand when we had the dimple and hanging chads, it was because there were so many ballots being put into the into the pin to get pushed and the pin was very sharp. If it even touched that paper, it was going to go through. And those dimpled and hanging chads came from the falsification of uh, voting uh, practices of people putting multiple ballots in the voting machine and pushing that pin down. From that election, it spawned the, the recounts of the, the Gore-Bush era. And that we went and made changes to these electronic devices, and every county have their own devices that they have uh, gotten permission from the Department of State and election integrity, et cetera, as to what um, devices they're going to use. Through then, throughout the years, we've had some machines that were operating better than others. We had some machines that were faster than others. But our supervisor of election across the state of Florida had a good um, chairman, which is one of my my supervisor of election, Chris Chambliss in Clay County, that oversaw all the supervisors of elections to come up with better integrity, cleaning up voter rolls, not having uh, dead people on the voter rolls, and not having people voting multiple times. And when folks want to say there was nothing happened in the, two, uh, in, the, in the previous presidential election, well, why do we have so many people incarcerated for voting twice, voting for other people, or doing other shenanigans um, that they did during that election cycle? Even some areas had to overturn local elections because because of shenanigans that were conducted. And and the press would tell you that we didn't have this mass voter fraud that would have overturned the election for President Trump. Even if we have one person committing voter fraud, it's a fraud against everyone else who did it legally. President Trump, withstanding or not, we should want to have integrity and trust in our voting system. I agree. Absolutely agree. Well, we're working hard in FRA. We have a, uh, a system that's uh, blowing the socks out of everybody across the United States. Uh, we have one of our guys named Chris Jersky, and he uh, built a system where he can take all 15 million of our voter records, run them through there, and two hours pop out what we call the good, bad, and the ugly, what you just mentioned. And uh, he's been uh, doing a great job knocking down some of these. Uh, uh, and we break it down by county, and we send that data to our uh, various chapters and, and uh, coalition partners and take it to Suez elections. And for the most part, they've been really good about updating their voter rolls, doing their maintenance when we show them the bad data. 
And uh, there's only like four or five that kind of uh, drag their feet, and I think you probably know what counties they're in. Mm-hmm. But uh, but it's but the only like job to... they have. This is the only. This is what they're supposed to do. There's, yeah. they, you shouldn't even have to go to them to enforce the work that they're supposed to do with integrity. This is their job. And those that don't want to comply, they have ulterior motive. Either they have their egos too big for their bodies, and or they want to do nefarious things. Exactly. Yep. And, and I know this one because as as Lou know, I ran for the U.S. Congress against Maxwell Frost, who just made another despicable <clears throat> statement oh. this week about removing the Statue of Liberty. Oh yeah, and, that was uh, ridiculous. This, he's a ridiculous kid, and the blasphemy that he has done when doing a campaign. But to find out, and through all that Chris has done, and we're finding out when dead men are walking and babies just born can vote, we have an issue. And our our current. Um, Secretary, or correction, supervisor of election, he's going to step down. But we found out last night that now he's going to step down. He's stepping down effective January 31st. <laughs> when everything, all, all the damage is done, right? I wonder what's going on, right, Lou? <laughs> yeah, well, listen, we're, we're the watchdog. You know, like the, basically, if I can sit there and, and uh, describe the, uh, the Florida Republican Assembly, a lot of people don't realize we've been around for almost 100 years. They started in the 1930s, and uh, like I said, this is Ronald Reagan's favorite group. He calls us the conscience of the Republican Party, and we're going to do the right thing no matter what. And uh, I don't know if I shared this, but uh, uh, we just ran all Texas 20 million records through our system, and uh, it popped out in three hours, and all the good, the bad, and the ugly. In Harris County alone has a uh, extra one million ballots sitting there with bad addresses, and we're going, well, that could sure turn your state blue pretty quick. So we're trying to clean that mess up over there too. So we we reached out over there, try to help out our uh, fellow Texans over there about uh, what we can do to help help out. Wow, <laughs> there's so much work to be done, and I'm glad that I know people like you guys that are actually out there doing the hard work here in South Carolina. Beaufort County has been known to actually help change the voter laws here in South Carolina because a small contingent of our people from the GOP went up to Columbia, took the laws apart, and says, here are all your weak points, and these are the things you can do to shore it up. So we got rid of ballot harvesting. We got rid of uh, cleaned up the voter rolls. We did so many things here to make it a more fair and honest election. But the Daily Signal has on there, Fred Lucas put up this a couple of days ago, which Daily Signal is part of the Heritage Foundation. He wrote an article which cites 10 different cases of voter fraud between 2020 and 2023, cases that people have been convicted of. And there were things ranging from illegal voting to ballot tampering to fraudulent registration. And these are all the vulnerabilities in our election laws that the left is going to try to use again in the upcoming election. So we've got to be very, very vigilant with what you guys are doing is so important. Well, you know, here's another thing in, in touching what you just said, in that the, the, the Amer- we have a lot of people that don't even vote. So put them aside. And that's why the Democrats, because they have either lost voters for deaths and abortion and things like that. They've, they've increased opportunities with the border crossing of whomever to come in this country. They claim they don't know where these people are, but they've given them all cell phones. Cell phones can be tracked. They, they're paying for their hotels, and they're paying for them to be in school, and they're paying for their Medicaid and so forth so they know where these people are. Don't think for a moment that the names of these people and various locations and whatnot would not have multiple of these people have been at the same address in Chicago. That has mm-hmm. been found, and you talk about voter fraud, that has been found time and time again, where you have 100 people in one apartment in Chicago, New York, California, that's registered in that location, and nobody questioned how do you have one, 100 people living in a one-bedroom apartment, right? Uh-huh. In many countries, for example, I'm from Trinidad, West Indies, and in Trinidad, they send people, when you register to vote, they send people to your home 
in your area to find out for sure and talk to neighbors, do you actually live there? There's no voting early for 30 days. Voting absentee is one day to vote. And people with no vehicles, people make a way to, to travel to vote via, the, via foot or have someone take them. Even law enforcement is get, only law enforcement is given and people working in polls is given a, a leeway in how they vote early earlier because they have to do they're working but the the voter turnout in Trinidad is over 85 percent wow one day election and they're go they're taking their time to go and vote in person no one can vote absentee no one can vote um, days before month weeks before so if it's important to our citizens first of all they should want to make sure that no illegal vote erases their legal vote number two for all those people that are working in these offices that's supposed to ensure the election integrity should be doing their jobs to ensure that we have election integrity and so there's there's confidence that when that vote comes in with everything that we know that that person is the right person that we voted for the other thing is we cannot allow this movement that we're seeing right before our eyes with all of these illegals that have come into the country and they've given them dates of 2030 and all these out years to come to court and some that were given out years to come to court didn't even show up in court they're out there and bet and believe that since this has been a democrat movement to get extra bodies to infill where they have lost voters because the population have gone down Voting uh, participation have gone down, particularly on Democrat side and Republican as well. They're looking to increase an opportunity for them, again, to have shenanigans to get elected to office. And you have to ask yourself, why? Why is it so important for you to lie, cheat, and steal to get into office? And when you get into office, you're doing things that are counter to the American values, um, the American Constitution, and against the American people. Why is it so important to you to get control so that you can do me harm as an American citizen? So if, if these people want to lie, cheat, and steal to get into office and the American public doesn't hold their feet to the fire for them to have proper governance and increase opportunities for everyone across the board in America and, and make sure that we have secure, and secure borders and have a country that we can pass on something better to the next generation than what we have acquired ourselves, then these people need to be looked at and voted out of office if they get in or never elect them to office to begin with. They should have to to take a a constitutional class before they even sign up as a candidate. You would think. And they should serve in the military as well. (laughs) True. You you know what? That would definitely solve a lot of issues, too, put pride and patriotism back into our culture. You know, that's one thing we're missing, too. And, and by the way, uh, Governor, we actually here at the FRA, we have three pillars that we pride ourselves on, and God is in charge of all three. We have what we call a community development. And one thing that bothered me with the Republican Party, how can you sit there and go to the uh, Hispanic community, the black community, the Jewish community, and say, vote for me, we're not doing nothing in the community. That's a big thing with us. But we actually have a community development program. We're out reaching out to the veterans on the street and bringing them in, getting their benefits, and help them get, get, get cleaned up, get a job, also putting out food. Last year alone, Calvin's part of this too, we went out and we distributed over 165,000 pounds of food through the Feed a Palooza program right here, and they're just proud to be able to say we've done that. We don't run it; we just go show up as good Christian uh, Republicans and help help distribute the food. We, you know, throw 20, 30 people show up with our Republican hats and have a good time. What a great way to, you know, without saying uh, who we are, but they go, "Wow, you're Republican. You're out here putting out food. Yep, you know, you're making a statement because you know the actions speak louder than the words." We have a second pillar. It's called a legislative development where we actually form committees and create policies because you know policies create turn into laws. And our last pillar is our Judeo-Christian um, candidate leadership class that we teach. And uh, we teach with the scriptures. And let me tell you what, that has been rocking the whole state because we have actually uh, – we we had 31 people go through it last cycle. Out of the 31 that went through – 20 said, wow, that's, that's too much. I don't want to do it. In other words, great vetting tool. The 11 that got that went into it, went into a, the uh, race, seven of the 11 won their primary, and four got all the way through. So I'm proud to 
to boast that in a, in a humble way that they were putting good, solid Christian uh, candidates in uh, uh, in our state legislators to help make a difference. Because our, our philosophy is if you're going to have a strong country, you got to start at the foundation, which is right here in your local community, and then you build upward from there. Now, Lou, i got a question. Um, do you work with the Freedom Caucus in your state? Uh, I've not we we probably need to hook up with them because they're going to be really surprised how 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 fast we've grown. We're about ten thousand members strong now. Wow! Because like I said just before I came on air, I was talking with our state freedom caucus, and uh, a week ago we had the uh, Do No Harm Act to protect kids against this gender dysphoria BS that the, they're being pushed upon to protect the parents' rights, and within 24 hours, we activated and we got it through the House. Uh, we now have to push it through the Senate, so we're again activating to do that. But prior to that, when they were trying to change the rules, again, within 24 hours, oh. we activated. They activated grassroots because they reached out to all of us. There's, mm. I mean, there's Moms and Pops for Liberty and other organizations throughout the state, but they had their fingers and knew exactly where to contact people. And over 100 activists reached out to their organizations, their people, and we made phone calls. We sent emails. We got it done within 24 hours. Nice. Yeah, we wow. have uh, we have one, uh, a no-grooming bill, and I can't remember which one it is, but I think it's very similar to what you're talking about that we're pushing through. And, and we do the same thing. We have our call to actions, and our we're uh, part of our assembly membership requirements. We tell, listen, be, to be a member, we're not a – social club or action club you're required to make the phone call send the email and tweet now called x but i want a lot of tweeters out there because a lot of state legislators like to tweet and that's the way we can dogpile uh on them to pass the bill help encourage them so if someone's in a committee for example we've got all the committee we have all the committee contact numbers and emails and we bombard them with calls and emails and pass this through so yeah well matter of fact when we did the no harm uh act um, it was Riley Gaines who was following the vote. She was up on acts, and every time someone voted against it, she tweeted it out. And she's got a million followers or more. I mean, that alone helped for the action. <laughs> you got to get yeah. a little star power there, too. But, but, Jennifer, aren't you proud of your state, these two guys, what they're doing out there? I'm very proud of my state. We're doing it right, and every opportunity the Florida legislature gets to improve on what we're doing or to uh, reshape what needs to be done for the people of the state of Florida and show the way for the rest of the nation, they do. And then we have activists, and we have people that are truly for the Constitution and truly for our country that step up to the plate as well to do their part. But one of the things that one of my consternation with all of the elected officials, particularly in Congress, is that they're run to get to the, to, to the, the press. If you do your doggone job and don't worry about getting the praise for it and want yep. to, to pat yourself on, break your hand, patting yourself on the back, we will get so much more accomplished. And it doesn't right. even need to be a bill that's passed all the time. If, if they were to be committed to going to look at the, the pieces of, of statutes that's already in law that doesn't apply to us today and or is costing us fees, taxes, and monies and or is hindering opportunity for growth in our communities and our business and et cetera, we can have a, a – more than a greater America again. But every time they always knee-jerk reaction and, and they want to get the accolades for passing a bill and passing a bill, majority of the time when Congress passes a bill, it screws up our lives. They need to really, because they have the, the special interest in there. You have the cottage industry that want to make money off of things. You have these people that are getting patted by their, their donors and K Street and Wall Street and, and those people going in. And the average people are not getting the representation that they were expecting to get. And this is a republic. The other thing that, that, that I have another consternation about is all of these Republicans falling into the, the singing group of this is uh, dem democracy, democracy. We're going to save democracy. Mm. We're going to say, well, this is a republic. This is not a democracy. This country Amen. was founded on the, the republic principles and is should be governed that way, and they need to go back to task again with their history to showcase what our founding fathers created. It's a republic. And once the Democrats start saying something, the doggone Republicans start parroting that without – 
thinking, you know, you have a brain, put it to use and, <laughs> and come up with the messaging that needs to be had in truth and facts to the American public. That's a huge amen. Huge, amen. huge amen. amen. Best sermon I've been at for <laughs> a right. month. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I go cr- I go crazy every time I say democracy. Don't you want to preserve the democracy? I'm going, oh, hell no. I want to preserve the republic. That's right. Democracy is in public. I saw Kellyanne Conway the other day. She has some show on Fox Nation or something or other coming out about our democracy. Like, what's up with you, lady? You were in a a campaign. You know what, what President Trump fought for. How dare you start a program with democracy? <laughs> yeah, can't Must be a different fix country. Stupid. Must be a different country. <laughs> I, I think I heard trying to define, uh, break, break the word democracy down to lead into republic. And I well, just say it. Just say it. You see, the, the Democrats, because Democrats went away some years back, I think it was George Bush or whatever, that they went away from Democrat to Democratic because they're all about messaging. They focus group yeah. all these names. So what sounds good and what they can fool people into believing and feeling. So yeah. they went from Democrat to Democratic. And then that Democratic is now democracy. Take away democracy. Ask anybody on the street, what is democracy? They won't tell you a snowball from a, a hail, you know? So the the thing about it is that we have to bring back the vernacular and showcase the historic perspective, the Constitution, and, and let people know what it means, what it's all about, how did it come about to being this, and why is everybody we, – we have been ex, in existence for less than 250 years. Many other countries and nations have been in existence for thousands of years. And they have not perfected a constitution that have run a government the way ours is and freedoms and liberties that we have been able to enjoy and slap in the face at the same time in this country. They would love to have what we have. And we are just throwing it away every moment that we, that, that we have seized because people yeah, don't understand. They don't yeah, understand that blood, sweat, and tears have gone into it. They don't understand how our founding fathers, they weren't all kumbaya when they were bring, making up the Constitution. No, they no. fought, but they oh, fought yeah. for the people. They fought for the country. They fought for, for, for sustainability of the country, and they understood the fallacies of, fallacies of mankind. And Absolutely. that's why George Washington said, I give you a republic if you can keep it. That's right. Uh, well, we're down to our last four and a half minutes, and this has been a blast. I just love sitting back and letting you guys interview each other. <laughs> you did my job for me. <laughs> you said you were having technical problems, so we picked up on that cue. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't wait to get this cast off my arm. It's going to be on my arm oh, for another month. Bad. And I'm right-handed, and I'm trying to work the mouse and everything. is not working. <laughs> Jennifer Carroll, people can find you at JenniferCarroll.com. Lou Marin, where can they find you and Calvin? FloridaRepublicanAssembly.com. We're right there, FloridaRepublicanAssembly.com. And, Calvin, do you have any other websites, too, that people can hook up with you? I, I think now this is the best one since uh, – I have not uh, re-engaged to run again, but I tell you what, we got a lot of good candidates, and I like your comment about the Freedom Caucus and any help that we all down here at the Florida Republican Assembly, along with our, our other uh, group, which is the Orange County GOP. But together, we're all Republicans. I just wish that we stop the in-house haggling, get the rhinos out, get the dinos who now say, oh, I made a mistake. Yes, you did. Let's bring them in, roll your sleeves up, and go to work. If Amen. we can change the altitude of attitude and attitudes of gratitude, we will win this republic back, and we will institute the frame of reference that Donald Trump is trying to reset so that George Washington, Ray, Ronald Reagan, and God bless his soul, Martin Luther King, when he said in his speech, which Lou allowed me to lead off with, is that one day when all of God's children can come together and everybody, the Democrats, have turned everything Martin Luther King Ronald Reagan, George Washington, Frederick Douglass around, and they're all standing, looking down from heaven and said, guys, take our nation back. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. 
Huge amen. Well, I want to thank you all for joining us, and we will be back next Friday. And our friend Mark Tapscott with the Epoch Times, or as I say, the Epic Times, is coming back to do his biweekly uh, with us. And we're also going to have Morgan Lorette, who's got a new book out, Guns, Girls, and Greed. I was a Blackwater mercenary in Iraq. That's going to be awesome. All right. All right. Thank you very much. See you You guys all doing a great job. Uh, Jennifer, I'm going to call you when we hang up here. It's been too long. Love Rock you guys. Keep, Love you keep, guys. Keep, uh, Thank you. Keep staying the fight. Stay we got to get you three patrons back. <laughs> <laughs> Take care. Have a great day, guys. Bye-bye. All right. So, Curtis, we will be back next week, and I'm going to leave everyone with my song from Gary Pecorella, um, Save America. And so then I say good night and God bless, and we'll try to do something about the video and the audio mess up. Somewhere along the way, I'm going to get the show working and working right. Until then, good night and God bless. If this thing starts to play. (laughs) And I've got no sound. All right. And I have no sound. See that? And it's showing it's playing, and I have no sound. So something is going wrong here. Uh, Well, that's all we'll leave. We'll just leave a minute early, (laughs) but we will be back here next week, Curtis. I'm just going to have to get a hold of my computer guy and say, tell me what the hell happened, unless my mixer board finally crapped out, which I have a funny feeling it did. Anything else that can go wrong will go wrong, but we'll work it out. And again, a very happy birthday to our friend Sweet Sue. Until then, I say good night and God bless. And I can't end. Shit on a shingle. <laughs>